as we're finding our seats, um, I just want to go through a couple announcements. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining us today, though. It's a little bit warmer out, and so it took a little less courage this morning to be here, but we're thankful that you're here. And those of you online, it's getting warmer out there, so we'd love to see you here, and uh, spring's right on the horizon. But um, basically, our announcements are that our family service is in full motion um, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock, um, at 6.30, sorry. And we also have the youth meeting at 6.30 as well over at the Destiny Fitness Center. Um, the theme is knowing God better, and so week two is starting this week. Uh, volunteers are needed at the coffee bar. So, how many of you like coffee? I, I think every, everybody has a certain love for coffee, whether it's the taste or the smell. And that's what that coffee bar brings. It just brings a, a lovely atmosphere here. So, if you want to see that continue and you want to be a part of that, please volunteer. Um, all the training you need can happen. Uh, talk to Jamie Shelley or Stephanie Cornamone, if you're interested in that. Uh, we have prayer every Sunday morning at 9.15 for everybody, and ladies' prayer uh, on Thursday mornings at 10. Uh, we have one more cool thing that we've been doing that we started. Uh, there are ballet classes <laughs> at the DF. And what day is, is that? The next one is January 29th. It's a Saturday. What's that? Yeah, I mean, it, the theme is men finding a different part of themselves. No, it, just kidding. It's not for men. So stay far away. But basically, uh, I, I think that the girls seem to be having a really good time with that. I, I'm sure that's really up their alley. So if, you're, if you have a daughter or know someone that's interested in that, January 29th, it's a Saturday. Um, and so that's all for our announcements. Um, ushers, if you guys are ready to go, let's receive the tithes and offerings. Um, on our screen, you'll see a few different ways to give. We can uh, give through texting or a check or uh, email. Um, or today here in the service, uh, the ushers are going to be passing around envelopes if you want a receipt for your giving. Um, and it, why don't you raise your hand if you need an envelope and the ushers will be around and they'll help you out with that. Um, and I just want to pray. And if you, you'd agree with me this morning, uh, I just always believe that giving is a powerful thing. Uh, I believe that if Jesus walked the earth today and we saw how he used his money, we'd see a, the most generous human being on planet earth. And so I, I just believe that you can't go wrong with being generous. I've been told that. And it's, it's been something that I, God has been faithful in my life. Every time I've been generous, every time I've been faithful and loyal with my money, he's always blessed me and kept me provided for. So, God, I just thank you that uh, giving is a powerful thing. It's something to be happy about and joyful about. And today we get to see your kingdom advance through our giving. And we just thank you that you're faithful in our lives, you're faithful in our community, and we just we want to see that flourish and grow and prosper. And we thank you that uh, we get to be a part of it. And so today with our giving, we, we do that in an act, a powerful act of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, you can pass around the containers now. Uh, 
Let's give a very warm welcome to Sam. He is our guest speaker today. All right. And as you sit there, you pray for me, okay? My, I need it exactly Keith, the usher. He'll, he tells me every Sunday, man, you need help. So I'm like, There's, no one's arguing with you. Start praying for me. I do not, uh, I'm not above getting prayer from anybody and everybody all the time. So just feel free to add me to your list, okay? Um, that wasn't a joke, by the way. <laughs> My wife's like, yeah, no kidding. Um, so, well, let's pray for me mainly and then and for you too. But uh, um, thank you, Lord, for this time that we get to spend together, uh, the church family. You're in your presence together. And so we're just thankful for our time. And uh, Lord, we just ask you to be here with us. Holy Spirit, be speaking to hearts. Um, just that every person can leave feeling fed spiritually. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm going to preach, uh, I called this title, the title of this message, Limitless God. Who knows we serve a limitless God? I haven't seen the, what Steph made up for me, but it looks good. Steph's awesome, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she does good. We appreciate Sheila. Sheila's always on that computer and faithful. And now we have Kylie on sound today, so we're thankful for all them. And um, that's another area if you of serving. You can be in the service, hear the message and everything, but be serving here. So those are places that um, we welcome you to serve. But um, we serve a limitless God. I don't think I need to argue. If you're here in this, maybe, you know, I, I believe if you're a, a Christian, you know God's limitless. And so I, the sermon is not really to prove that God's limitless, but I want you to leave thinking my God's limitless and that you are someone who brings a limitless God to the world around us. And so I, I titled it that. Um, you know, my children are not afraid to ask me for things. They, by the end of the day, you wonder... Do these, thing, do these children think I'm limitless? You, you might ask yourself, like, they think there's no end to the sugar daddy here, right? Um, and, I mean, I'm gone a lot, so my wife probably gets the brunt of it, so sugar mama. And it's, yeah, she's my sugar mama, too. There is a limit, it seems like, for me, but to the kids, not so much. But um, you understand that. All right, all right, never mind, moving on. Um, all right. Might get a death glare. I'm not even going to look. Um, so it's amazing. You feed the children, and the next moment, they say, I'm hungry. I mean, we don't even have to talk about this. You know exactly where this is going, right? They, they don't consider the cost. They don't consider the effort. They do not consider the energy. They don't consider the supply in the pantry or the fridge. They don't consider any of that. If they have a desire, they say, Mom, I want some cake. Okay, honey, um, you have to explain it to them. You, you try to explain it. Like, well, to make a cake, you know, we have to have the box, unless you do it from scratch. And we've got to have eggs, and we've got to have milk. And we, there's a lot of things. Gotta, Mom, I just want cake. You know, it could just be like that, right? 
They don't consider the things it takes to make the cake. I'm just using cake as an example just to make you hungry right now. Or, Mom, can we have some this or that? And typically, it's some sort of sugar. If it's pancakes, it's sugar on top of the pancakes. It, you know what I'm saying? But who knows? Kids do not consider the limit, the supply, the shortage that you might have in the fridge. They don't consider those things. And, you know, the Bible says in Matthew 18, if you want to go there, 18.2. Part of the issue I'm having is I'm, I've, got a, I've got a great message. It's just I've got to put it all together here. So, Matthew 18. When Jesus came, he said, the kingdom of God is here. So, John the Baptist preached, and he said, the kingdom of God is coming. It's at hand. It's, it's almost here. And then when Jesus showed up, he said, here it is. I'm here. The kingdom of God has showed up in all of its power. Jesus has shown up on the scene. 2,000 years ago, Jesus cracked it open. The kingdom of God is here, and it's available for everybody. It's available. It's available. The limitless God showed up on the scene in human form, and he showed what the kingdom of God is all about and what it can do. And there was, when Jesus left the city, it said every single person was healed by Jesus. Every single person. That, I mean, you just read that. The limitless God showed up on the scene, and everyone was healed. Everyone got their needs met. When Jesus fed the 5,000, guess what? Everyone was, everyone was full, and then there was 12 baskets left over. Why? Because there was 12 disciples feeding the people. And every basket was full when they got done. This is our God. And this is the kingdom of God. Um, so Matthew 18, it says in verse 2, it says, Jesus called the little one to his side and said to them, Learn this well, unless you dramatically... I'm, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, so let's read... Let's read what we got on the screen. Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them. And they had just, disciples said, now who's the greatest in the kingdom? Or It's kind of a, it almost sounds like a comparison word, but this wasn't a comparison. It was like, how do I get, how, how do I be greater than that person? That wasn't exactly what they're asking. They're saying, how do I become great in the kingdom? How do I access the power, Jesus, that you have? You know what I'm saying? They were seeing what Jesus was doing. They're saying, how do we access the power of the kingdom here? How do we become great in the kingdom? And so I don't, I don't think it was a comparison, but the greatest sounds like a comparison. It says, Jesus set the child in the midst of them, and he said, Assuredly, I say unto you, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God or heaven. And then in verse 4, I didn't give that to her, but uh, whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom. Now, I'm not going to... What I want to touch on there is a couple things about a child. A child doesn't know limits. They're not considering all the trouble you have to go through when they ask a question of you. They just go, Dad, I want, I want that. Okay, well, it costs money. I don't care. I want that. But that's what I want. Okay, well, 
go get a job. I, I don't know what that means. I just want that, you know. It's, it's, they just, they know how to receive. And they're not shameful, they're not ashamed to receive from somebody, are they? So, one of the things about the kingdom, my dad always says, is the best achievers in the kingdom are the best receivers. If you want to receive, or if you want to achieve in the kingdom, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you have to learn to receive. And that's, that's one of those things about a child, is that a child is fully dependent upon their parents. Who knows what I'm saying? They're fully dependent. They understand that they can't do it on their own, and they understand who the source is. That's you. You're my source, and I want that. And who knows that, that we can take it too far, and you go, well, now we're going to have spoiled little children. But what I, want, what I want you to understand is that God is saying something here to you. He's saying, you got to know who your source is. you got to know who you're dependent upon. That's what's so great about a child. And this is a toddler. The Bible, someone translator said, it's a toddler. It's a, it's a little child. And um, You know, one of the greatest things that can happen in your life is to be emptied of self-reliance. Self-reliance. Back then, I don't think they had, they had um, probably much government help. You probably couldn't just go and the government would just keep paying your bills or whatever. We, you know, we have that or we have, we have different help in America. Who knows that's true? But at this point, it was just like you just relied on yourself. You had to get it done or you went hungry. Who knows that's true? I feel like God does two things. God allows two things to happen. Or there's two things that can bring you to the end of yourself. Either you take risks with God and you have to rely on him because you're in an impossible situation. Who knows what I'm saying? You either can push yourself out and take a risk and then you go, God, without you, we ain't getting this done. The other option is life spirals, right? You try to do it on your own. You try to fix all your problems, and you hit rock bottom. And I, f I feel like God allows people to hit rock bottom so that they can go, God, I need you. And I know that, that might, that's not always the funnest thing to hear, but, but when you come to the end of yourself, guess what? Now you know you need God more than anything. Who knows what I'm saying? You run into the wall and you go, I can't get out of this without you, God. So I, I want to encourage people today is either push your, keep yourself uncomfortable. Keep yourself in an uncomfortable situation, wherever that is. If it's praying for the sick or if it's pushing yourself in business or in whatever it is in prayer, believing God for something. Because when you take in those risks, you keep yourself at a place where you're dependent upon God. God, you're my source, right? And let me, let's just turn over here to Matthew 5. This is, the, this is one of the first things that's recorded what Jesus said 
to his followers. He said in Matthew 5, 3, said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we just read, it said, it said, children, you have to become like a child to even enter the kingdom of heaven. And here it says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here, I'm going to read a different translation of that. I'm going to try. Hold on. So here's the the Passion Translation says, What wealth is offered to you when you feel your spiritual poverty? For there is no charge to enter the realm of heaven's kingdom. And here's the Message Translation, which I like. It says, Blessed are you when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. Let me read that one last time. Blessed are you when you're at the end of your rope. So you can get to the end of your rope two ways. You can either push yourself into an uncomfortable situation and you go, God, you better show up. I'm at the end of myself. Or life can kind of just take you and you kind of spiral, right? Because you're trying on your own and you get to the end of yourself. God kind of allows you like, okay, we're going to let you hit rock bottom so you can realize You need me. you got to have me in your life. So you become at the end of your own. At that point, listen, the kingdom of God works by priority. If God is not number one, then you you don't get it. If God is not number one, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. To access the kingdom of God, you have to have priority, which God has to be number one. You have to be fully dependent upon him. You can see that. You can see that in the Old Testament. Do you remember? You, the Old Testament, if you read through the Kings, it's such a disaster. Has he ever done that? It's such a disaster. I was, me and the kids were reading through the picture Bible lately. We went through the whole Old Testament of all the Kings. And the, <laughs> it was so funny, my daughter's reaction. I was like, and this king was put in charge and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Henley's like, oh, another one. Oh, what are they thinking? Such a disaster. She just like, she hits herself. And it's like, she's so frustrated with them. It's like another, because it, it's so horrible. You read it and it's like, oh, another one's going down. Oh, and he put up idols in there. And, it was, and God's just showing you, if you mix anything with God, you're out. You lost it. You, you, the access to the kingdom gets shut off. It's not he's done with you. He's waiting for you to get to the end of yourself and only rely on him. Right? It doesn't work with a little bit of you and a little bit of God. It doesn't work. Because then you get a little glory and God gets a little glory and God's going to get all the glory. God gets it all. When God said in the Bible, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow before me. What's the other one? Every time we'll confess, every knee will bow, whatever, another one, but that I am Lord. He wasn't making a suggestion. He was saying it's going to happen. The quicker you get in line and do what put me first, the better for you. 
Guess what happens? You access the kingdom of God. Everything in God's kingdom is, is accessible to you. We serve a limitless God. Why is the world not experiencing the limitless God? Because God has chosen to work through his church. The only limit on God is his body. The Bible says, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever, loose on, whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth. We are the gatekeepers. We are the gatekeepers. Like, we are the gatekeepers. Let me, let's turn to 2 Kings 4. Second Kings four, one through seven. And so Elijah just left and um or I'm sorry, Elijah yeah, Elijah just went up to heaven and now it's Elisha. This is basically I think this is one of the first miracles that he did or that came through him, that God used him for. It says, a widow's oil, or it's called the widow's oil, a certain woman of wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. So this man was a servant uh, of the prophets, and you know that he served and feared the Lord, and the creditors are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. They must be empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, shut the door behind you and your sons, and then pour into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out and now it came to pass that when the vessels were full she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her there is none there's no vessels so the oil ceased then she came and told the man of God and he said sell the oil pay your debt you and your sons live on the rest so if you go up there it says Borrow vessels everywhere from your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not just gather a few. Now, to me, this is a picture of the church. There's a lady. A lot of times when the Bible talks about a woman, the church, it talks about a woman. And I believe this is a picture. We can use this as a picture of the church. And God is saying to us, gather vessels. They must be empty vessels. And use what is in your hands. Listen, God never leaves you alone, and God doesn't leave you just stranded there. God always puts something in your hand for the miracle. God always puts something in your hand. He says, use what's in your hand. Use what's in your hand. What do you have? She said, I only have a little jar of oil. 
Now think about this. Think of, I, want, I want you to see the, the picture here. There was a famine in the land. There was shortage. There was shortage. But she will not be affected by the shortage if she relies on God. I, I, I saw this so clearly. It, the devil in this season, every time you turn, there's another shortage. Oh, we're short on chips. We're going to oil. There's short on oil. And yeah, you can't get oil for your car anymore. Did you know that? Did you know there's shortage on filters, oil filters? Because I went to go buy one. They didn't have them. Did you know that? You can't find oil for your truck anymore, people. What? What are you talking about? There, do you remember the shortage of toilet paper? I told myself I would never forget how crazy people were about toilet paper. I was going to start buying shirts from the thrift store and tearing them up. And I mean, it was getting to that point almost. Do you remember the shortage? But God was faithful. I mean, crazy. The shortage, there's a famine. It's happening. It's happening. God's, you know what Elisha said? What do you got in your hands? What you have in your hands is the answer. I'm going to use, I'm going to take what is in your hands and I'm going to make a miracle out of it. Go get every empty vessel you can find. You will be limited to the vessel that you find. To the emptiness of the vessel. You know, what, you know what the world wants to do? You know what the devil wants to do? He wants to get you so filled with fear, anxiety, worry, everything that is not of God. And he wants you to ponder it. He wants you to soak in it. He wants you to get filled all up with it. He wants you to spew it out on other people. He wants everybody's vessels to get filled with fear and anxiety. Why? Because if you come to God and you're full of fear, anxiety, worry, hatred, I hate that ball, all that. He just wants us all filled up with that. And you know why? Because when you come to God, God pours, there's nothing there. He will fill as much as the vessel is empty. As much as your vessel is ready, he will fill it. This is, a, this is a word to the church. This is a word to the church. Church, get filled up. You know, you know, you know how you pour it on the world? You pour out of your overflow. That means you get so filled up, and once you get to the top, it starts to spill over on everybody else. You get so filled up with God's love, and it begins to spill out on everybody else. You get filled, so filled with joy, it starts to spill out on everybody else. You get so filled with peace. Does anybody lack peace lately? A little bit? Okay, one person. And the rest of you, oh, I'm so filled with peace. I'm not feeling it, I'm sorry, but I'm not, no, I'm just kidding. I've gotten around you lately, and I wasn't feeling anything, okay? No, I mean, it, it, we have to be so filled up with God, with his kingdom, that it spills out on everybody we're around. God said, so Elisha said, go get every empty vessel. Do we have any kids in here? Any kids? <laughs> I like it. Oh. Oh, looking away from me. What if there's a treat in it for the child? Listen, I, I saw this in my mind when I was studying, and I, this is, I'm not a typically, uh, like a, what is this called? Sermon illustration. Sermon illustration, that's not me. I, 
I'm not even a, I mean, just to be a sermon guy, it's, I don't feel like that's me, but any other kids? Huh? You want to be a kid? <laughs> All right, you can be my child for the, yeah, you want to, you want to come here a second? So now I'm going to give you options. Okay, we're going to call those cups down there expectancy. Okay? Expectancy. Everybody say expectancy. God works by expectancy. If that lady, when Elisha said, listen, use the oil that's in your house. Go get every empty vessel. If she said, eh, I don't know if this is really going to work. I don't know, we got a little bottle here. Let's dump that out and let's just, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens. She probably would not have her sons after that. Who knows that's true? She either expected what God said to work, or she didn't expect it. She said, sons, go grab every vessel that you can find. Because what did she believe? She believed it was going to start working. What, what they brought before, God was going to fill it. That's what she believed. She was expecting. I want to ask you something. I'm going to fill. This is God's goodness. This is God's kingdom, okay? Do you taste the rainbow? It's not the rainbow. It's chocolate, okay? No, can you, can you just, you're expect, are you expecting right now? Yes. Are you expecting? Okay, all right. Now, you, you, pick, you pick what you want to get filled, okay? All What did you say? What? All of them? All of them! I, I was wondering if someone was going to catch on to this. See, I thought she would have picked one. I thought, I'm going to play tricky here. But she, she heard the story. She heard the word of the Lord today. She heard it. So she said, fill them all. Now, I, I, I didn't test this before. Now, these are M&Ms. Was she? Are you going to share with your parents? Yeah. What? You are? Let's, let's, just, let's just work this out better, okay? Here we go. See this? Whatever she brought before me gets filled. These little ones. See, I thought maybe, I thought someone was going to be like, I thought someone was going to be kind of like, well, I don't want to look bad in front of everybody, so I'll try the little one. I wouldn't want anybody to. Now, you, you go ahead. You take what you can, all right? This is yours. Oh, yeah. We'll get, this, we'll get someone to clean this up, all right? Okay, all right, all right. Yes, smart. That's the answer right there. Your expectancy is the measure to which, to which you will receive from the limitless God. That's it. However you come before God, that's what God will pour out. Do you hear me? I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to try to just get you to understand this, and we, don't, we won't take much time with this. I know I've said that before, and then I talked double the amount before, but that's not the plan. 
Matthew or Mark eleven twenty four. Did I give you that verse? I hope this is working here. Um, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Does that stir up expectancy for anybody? When God says, it doesn't matter what you ask, but I just want you, when you pray it, you believe you receive it and you will have what you pray. What kind, of, what kind of things come up inside of you when you read that? When you think about God, the limitless God, and he says, whatever you bring before me, I will fill it. Do you think the church could wipe out poverty? Do you think, ask for the nations and I will give them to you? Do you think that? Or do you go, oh, let's see here. I've got that bill for a hundred bucks. Oh. It's really stressing me out. If I, could just, if I could just get that paid for, I think life would be good. Do you think there's hospitals filled of sick people and they should be healed? They should experience the limitless God. I mean, I, I love doctors and I want them to have a job. They'll always have a job, I'm sure, on earth because there's always going to be fear. There's always going to be sickness. But let's empty some hospitals with our prayers. You know, Sam, you're really dreaming pretty big and you're getting my hopes up and then I'm going to be disappointed. (laughs) Then keep your jar full of disappointment. You go ahead. Keep your jar full of disappointment. (laughs) Okay? Go ahead. Keep your crud in your cup. (laughs) You hear me? I'm not talking, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm not trying to be mean, but I am trying to be violent because the violent take the kingdom by force. I don't want to be disappointed, Sam. I have a lot of fear and anxiety and worry. Do you not think that the limitless God who said in Matthew, he said, if I clothe the flowers, will I not clothe you? Will I not take care of you? See, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than your problems. The limitless God wants to touch the world. He wants you to pray the prayer. God, give us the nations. God, let the nations experience your glory. See, however the church comes before God, and this is, and the thing that gets in the way, there's two things, is we have a hard time receiving. I I couldn't tell you how many Christians I hear say, well, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to bother God. What in the world are you talking about? You wouldn't want to bother God? So receive. A child, God is telling us, he's giving us, he's giving us a commission. He's giving us um, permission to be like a child. To come before him and ask for the things that we need. Your personal stuff is so easy for God. Your bills that you need paid, those are so easy for God. They really are. So I'm not saying those are not important, but I'm saying he promises in so many ways that he's going to take care of you. He said all your needs will be supplied. Every need shall shall be met. I mean, there's so many promises for that. But I also want... (laughs) 
I want the church to experience the limitless God so that the world can be touched. Let me just read a couple few promises here from the Word of God because I believe experiencing the limitless God comes from His promises. Who knows that's true? You got, you got to have a promise. Get a promise from the Word. God works by expectancy. If you'll read a verse, if you'll read a verse and you'll read it over and over again, expectancy begins to grow in your heart. You begin to go, oh my goodness, and you're... And you, your cup of expectancy begins to grow. You go, oh, oh, I'm not believing for enough. Oh, I, I got I to gotta grow this expectancy. God, no, he's going to, he's not just going to give, you know, Deb, I'm looking at you. He's not just going to give you eight ladies. He's going to give you, your, your, your expectancy is going to grow. You know what I'm saying? We, as we read the word, our expectancy grows. Colossians 1.13 he has rescued us completely. You know, these are promises. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. Did you hear me? You have been, the Bible says you have been completely set free from his, the devil's rule. Completely set free. If you are struggling in here with some sort of sin, you have been completely set free. This is a promise. You go, I just, I am so hung up on this sin, I can't get past it. Read that verse until you're set free. That is Colossians 1.13. Brother that's struggling with sin. <laughs> let's all turn our hands and point. <laughs> let's not pray for Nathan, let's pray for the wife, okay? I can make that joke. I know him, so I, I think... I don't know. I'll deal with him later, okay? Uh, <laughs> a bold man has to ask for that verse. I mean, if you're struggling with sin, what verse is that? <laughs> I need help, Lord. Uh, Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules or drink, but it's the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. If you're not filled with righteousness, peace, and joy, you're not experiencing the kingdom of God. You're closed up. Something's shut off. So how do you access it? Receive from God. Ask. Be fully, fully dependent upon Him. Come with your expectancy. Believe that He's going to fill whatever you put in front of Him. Believe it. Believe that you're going to receive. And then we read Mark 11. John 16, 24, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. These are just a few verses mainly about asking and receiving. He himself, here's one about sickness. He himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Get this, our instant healing flowed from his wounds. Our healing flowed from his wounds. If you have sickness in your body, don't give up. Don't give up. Get your hopes high. Expect that God's going to fill you. Expect that God's going to fill you. You hear me? 
So I feel like um, I'm, I'll just close up with this, that when the, world, when the world is shaking, the church should not be shaking. Who knows what I'm saying? When the world shakes, the church should move. I, I, wrote, I was thinking, I was going, the church shouldn't even move. I said, no, the church should move. The, move, the church should move with compassion towards the world because they're hurting. They have no hope. They have fear. They have anxiety. They don't know the answer. So the church should move, but we should not shake like the world does. Why? Because we are fully dependent upon the limitless God. We are fully dependent. And if we feel ourselves shaking, guess what? We know that there's some dependence on upon the world. We know that we've put some reliance upon somebody other than God. Ourself? Listen, if you rely on yourself, you're going to fall apart at some point. Because you're not that big. You're not that strong. If you rely on a government or a, anything else, you will be disappointed. But if you and I will put our hope and our trust in God, if we will become fully reliant on Him, God says, if, if you won't put me first place, you're not going to experience the kingdom of God. If you're not fully dependent on me, if you don't come like a child and say, God, if I don't get you, I got nothing. If you cannot come like that and humble yourself like a child and go, God, I need you, you will not experience the kingdom of God in your life. You will not experience righteousness, peace, and joy to the level that God wants you to experience it. I want this year to be a year where the church just explodes with all the good things that God has for us. I want us to be, see, we are a river, but it's, it's like the river fills up the pond inside of us and then it begins to spill out in, from inside of us. And so I want, I want the church to be a river this year. Amen? Does anybody else want that? I think I'm preaching to the choir, and I, I believe I am. And so there's a couple things. I want, I want to encourage you to empty yourself of fear. I had, I had to do a very small version of this before I came to preach. Did you know that? You know how much fear and anxiety I get when I say, you're going to preach? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. I almost cripple up and curl in the fe like a fetal position in the corner. Like, oh, mm, just, you think I'm kidding, but it's just, it's like, oh, God, I get to stand in front of people again. Oh, I don't. It's one of those things, you know, standing in front of people is tough. So I had to even do it on my own, just in a little, at a small scale. Like, God, there's fear that's overwhelming me right now. Anxiety. My heart is beating fast. My feels like my lungs are, I can't breathe quite. You know how that happens? And it's like, you have to, we have to release the fear and the anxiety. We have to release those things. And let God fill us with his faith, with his love, with expectancy. Right? Because we want to be that river that God wants to pour out. So could we have the band come up?
I had a moment uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago, that the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, instead of, it was, it's a, when problems out in the world get so big, they feel like you can't really touch them. You guys know what I'm saying? Feels untouchable, like, okay, I can't affect that, so, I don't know. I guess I'll just put it over there and not think about it. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, why don't you pray for the situation? And I was, I didn't really have faith for it at the moment. Um, but, he, but he just kind of encouraged me that even though you don't see the changes happening, would you just stand for those people that you can't touch physically and you can't affect physically? But he said, do you believe that if you'll pray and stand in faith that I can turn the situation around, even if you can't physically do that yourself? And I thought, and I'm just thinking about it now, that that's like the ultimate example of just fully relying on God. It's completely out of my reach as a person. It's, I can't, I have no self-reliance. I can't depend on myself to fix that situation. But I was able to get into a place that say, you know what, God, you're bigger than that. I can't do anything. And I mean, I'm not standing here saying that the situation is turned because it's bigger than one minute. It's bigger than a day problem, but... I felt, like, I felt like God was like, I need people, I need the church, I need the body of Christ to stand and believe for a change in situations like that. Because he's chosen to work through us. And so whatever that big situation is, I'm, I'm praying today that God, that you raise your expectancy for what God will do in your personal life, because I don't want to belittle that, because it matters to God what happens to you and your family. Your bills are paid and you're, you're fed and your cars work and there's all these different things. But then I, 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 want, I want us to go beyond that and begin to expect for things that are way beyond us. Like, this is so big. This is so big, God, but I'm, I'm going to start believing for it. So I really believe that the only limit to the limitless God is his church, really, in the world. That's not a condemning statement, but it's a statement of, okay, so what can I start to believe for that God will touch the earth through, through me? So I, I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray after the band plays, and I just want to pray that God begins to open our hearts, that God begins to help us expect great things in the earth. Amen? Can you guys stand with us as we sing this song together? Sam says, let's stand as we sing this song. Sometimes it's like, well, what song is that? 
So, Lord, what song do you want? Thank you, Lord. Will we turn our eyes on you, Jesus? We look full in your wonderful And the things of earth, they grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and We turn our eyes on you, Jesus. We look full in your
and he sings and he sings and he sings over they grow strangely dim in the light of your glory Stan's got a song here he's going to sing for us, but let's just turn our affection and our focus on God today. Listen, it starts with full dependence upon God. First thing Jesus said was, if you will understand how much you need me, and he's fully given himself to us, so it's not like we have to beg him or anything, but it's a position of our own heart. So God, we thank you, Lord, for dependence. You want to go? I'm going to sing a song here. It's kind of an interesting situation. Is this song I wrote this, co-wrote this song. Uh, oh, I don't know, a year or two ago. And um, when Steve was preaching, I mean, Sam was preaching. Son of Steve was preaching. Uh, the song came to my mind and seemed like, hmm, I should sing that. And I said. I won't sing that unless Sam asked me. Then he came down and asked me, so I guess I'm singing the song. Uh, but you know what Sam was talking about today is what I call kingdom economy. Totally different than the economy of the world. And the verse that I was thinking about when he was preaching is what Paul said that the unseen is eternal but this temporal cannot last so it's that we serve an unseen God that constantly is broadcasting to us broadcasting his kingdom airwaves but we got to position ourselves to pick it up so this song is called, I Want to Be Rich with What Money Can't Buy. I'm going to give it a try, Lord. Seems like you want me to do it, so here we go. Ah, uh, been a while. what money can't buy I want me a heavenly bank account mm -hmm. I want to stack it up high oh I don't want to buy that 
that old American lie that only these earthly riches can satisfy. So peace and joy, come and be my governors. Yeah. And righteousness, my ruler, for love is the highway that knows no limit, no law. Cannot fail, it's the greatest of all. Oh, come on, play that thing, Ted. Thank you, Stanley. Wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. I hope you guys can take something away today. Holy Spirit spoke to your heart. We, uh, you got a prayer team. I don't see Linda, but if you know you're on the prayer team, if you could come on up and. I'm just going to pray over you the whole, I'm going to pray over you today. God, we thank you, Lord. 
we just empty ourselves of any kind of fear, anxiety, anything that is of the world. Lord God, we just prepare ourselves to be filled up with your spirit, Lord. Lord, you said, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. So God, today we just cast our cares. If you can just think right now, if there's anything that's weighing you down, just cast those things upon the Lord. He cares for you. He sees it. He knows it. It's not a surprise to him. Anything you're struggling with, any sin, biggest thing is wrong thinking. You limit God by your thinking. So God, we just cast down. We just roll on to you anything that is not of you, any kind of thinking that's not of you. And God, I just pray right now that these, this church that we here would experience the limitless God in our life, Lord. God, I just pray for expectation to rise. God, I just ask that we would become more and more dependent on you. To mature in the kingdom, you grow more dependent upon God. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would lead and guide us into dependency upon you. God, empty us of self-reliance. God, empty us of anything. God, empty us of anything that's being built on the sand, but God, and move us over to the rock, Lord, so that our life will stand the test of time, that in, in heaven one day that we'll look back and we'll be happy how we built our life. Thank you, Lord. Love be the governor, that love would be the governor in our life. I just speak a blessing over these people this week in Jesus' name. We bless you. We bless your family. We bless you with health. We bless you with prosperity. We bless you with the goodness of God this week. That the favor of God would chase you down and run you over in your life and in your family's life this week. That you would have good breaks. That doors would open to you. That God would open doors to you that you didn't even expect. God, we just bless them with these things. God, that we'd be blessed in the city. We'd be blessed in the country. We'd be blessed even more in the country because we're from the country, right? So God, we thank you in our coming and our going that we are blessed. That we're blissful, that we're happy, that we're expectant of good things. We can expect, we come before you with open arms, with empty cups to be filled this week. In Jesus' name, who agrees with that? Amen? Thank you. You are blessed. God says it, so it's true. Amen? So if you want prayer, if you need any extra prayer, please come and join, join us up at the front. And we have snacks in the back. I saw it. There was a bunch. There was three different selection of cookies that I saw. And then someone else brought something else. So we've got goodies back there. So thank you for coming to church. Thank you for putting up with me. I'm sure there's a blessing in heaven for that even, huh? All right. Thank you all. God bless you.